Welcome everyone to That Kind of Nerds podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mill and joined by Josh Burns. What up? Brian unfortunately couldn't be here. He's actually stuck inside an IMAX theater for his seventh screening of uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And I say that's a good choice. Load up on your green milk and, uh, you know, just power through it. Mm, I have not I have not seen Rise of Skywalker yet. Really good. All right. We'll be talking about it next week, too. We'll have a we'll have a spoiler cast for it. Spurler. Spurler cursed. All right. So I want to jump uh, right into this. I want to talk about the world of TV and movies in a segment that we call screen to stream. And I get to say it that way because Brian's not here to give me crap. He's not here to chastise you. Oh, it feels so good. Uh, Speaking of Rise of Skywalker, this is not a spoiler or anything, but I went and saw an IMAX uh, for my second showing. And uh, I was introduced to the prologue of Tenet, the new Chris Nolan movie. And uh, it's like a five minute prologue before this movie, just showing basically what I assume is like the opening scene. Uh, this isn't new for Chris Nolan. He loves doing that. Uh, it was shot entirely on IMAX cameras, so it's formatted perfectly uh, for the screen viewing experience that was right in front of you. Uh, and it looks really freaking cool. Uh, they also dropped a trailer as well. Uh, it, I mean, I, I don't know what to think. I just want to see it, obviously. But like, whoa, a lot going on here. Yeah, I, I like... Um... I like John David Washington. Um, I did not see Black Klansman, but I, I really like him in Ballers. So, oh, okay. Um, I'm on board there. Robert Pattinson, I'm not sure, but it's Chris Christopher Nolan. So, okay, I'm I'm bought in. I I, I have been saying since we heard that uh, Robert Pattinson was, is going to be Batman that I I'm bought in, and I'm going to give him. The, the benefit of remembering that Twilight was over ten years ago. Right? I completely forgot he's going to be Batman. Okay, he's gonna be Batman, so he's fine. He's also in a movie with Willem Dafoe. Like you, you can't be a bad actor in a movie with Willem Dafoe. Uh, well, all right. Uh, whoa, um, whoa, 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 what was that? Whoa. But I mean, you, you, you can be. I mean, I don't, okay. Well, then you become a better actor for having been in a movie with Willem Dafoe. Like, I like don't... start, like, like sharing scenes with Willem Dafoe, like on a one-on-one. Like you have to leave being a better actor, right? Because if you don't, he will murder you. Right, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, he'll just eat you in your sleep. <laughs> right, right, like, right. Like like a python. He'll lay next to you. He'll stretch out real long. Figure out how long he has to be, and then he'll just eat you. Make crazy eyes and do that weird <laughs> smile at you. Yeah. Right. Uh, this is really cool, man. I, I like the time bending aspect of this. Uh, I love heist movies. So hey, yay, another another heist movie from Nolan. Loves to start movies with heists. Uh, this has a feel to me of the opening of Dark Knight. With the bank robbing scene being shot in yeah. IMAX as well, and just has that whole "what the fuck is going on" feel to it, and then ends with a huge twist. Uh, uh, I, I don't say it's formulaic because I don't think Nolan, Nolan can do formulaic, but uh, man, just super intriguing. I just want to see that movie like right away. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is gonna be like next level shit. I think it's. I, I'm, I'm. I watch the trailer maybe three, four times, and I'm still like, oh, I have no idea. This is uh, lucky for him. This is you know a movie that's technically going to come out in, in 2020, so it'll be on our next movies of the decade list. I have a feeling this is going to be a pretty impactful uh, movie. So yay! Add it to the list. Uh, <laughs> this was announced a, a few weeks ago, but uh, we we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, uh, it is obviously the 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 time of Keanu Reeves, both both the year and and I think just I think it's the millennia, the of, area, the era, the era, not, a, not the, area, the era of uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Warner Brothers has renou- has announced uh, a couple things. Not uh, renounced. They have well, well, they have renounced the Flash. <laughs> they said, hey, by the way, remember this Flash movie? Yeah, well, we got a date. It's July first, twenty twenty two, and we're all just like, okay, sure, believe it when I see it. I look forward to your next announcement when you announce a new director and or that you're pushing it or canceling it. Not what renounce means. Stay tuned. It's what renounce means. It's not what renounce means. (laughs) Uh, But they did announce that The Matrix 4 will get a release date of May 21st, 2021. Yay. And then then we also heard, oh, hey, uh, John Wick Chapter 4 also has a release date. It's May 21st, 2021. Plot twist. It's John Wick 4, Matrix 4. <laughs> it's the same movie. <laughs> they're not two separate movies. They're one and the same. 
John Wick was his uh, his residual consciousness. Like right. you know what I mean? Like he was just the thing that was yeah. plugged in. Yeah. Yes. It was Mr. Anderson was just his cover for until he got into the the, the guild. Uh, th- I mean, this is fun. I, I mean, obviously, this isn't going to stay this way, right? You can't pin Keanu versus Keanu. That doesn't work, right? Can they? Uh, can they just have it at, like back to back in the same <laughs> the same so thing? Right. I buy one ticket and stay in one seat and see both movies. I mean, I'll pay double the price. Yeah, 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 yes, that. yes. But yeah, that's what needs to happen. <laughs> that's exactly what needs to. happen. <laughs> I'm just thinking that would be freaking awesome. It would be awesome. Uh, I hope you get a, like a collector's edition popcorn. Like I need an extra large popcorn then at that point. Like give me two no, buckets. No, 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 no. CJ, I think I think just the bucket you eat during the trailers of the first movie <laughs> will be quite enough. Wait, my bucket has a handle and it makes me through one movie. <laughs> it's true. My popcorn bucket does have a handle though. That's the sad part about it. They have uh, small, which is not small. Right. They have small, medium, large, and metric fuckton size. And I go for metric fuckton, also because it's more economical because I pay $4 for the bucket. I'm, of course, Jesus. talking about the AMC bucket, everybody. If you're not on board for the annual bucket at your local AMC, you're doing popcorn wrong. All right? Anyway, <laughs> there's no way they, they stay with these dates, right? Has there ever been a time where it's a, a movie star against themselves like this? Uh, If it's... On like opening, I mean, why not? It's 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 the same studio. What what do they care? But it's the same audience. Are they expecting like we can't triple save a double stamp here? I I I can't. I don't have that much time set up for this. I don't know, man. I don't really like because if you had pick, to choose, which one are you picking? I guess it depends on the Matrix trailer. The trailer for the Matrix is what's going to make it for you. Yeah, because I know what I'm getting with John Wick. Right, right. So like, it, it, do I? I mean, I'm incredibly interested to see where they go with that story after he plugged himself into the source. Like, how you know, he, he was he was liquefied. You know what I mean? Right. Like, dude disappeared. See, because for so, me, I, I, I think I'm more interested in the Matrix than John Wick 4. Nothing so against- he, is, he, is this a, is this the start of a new Matrix? Does right. he come back as a program? Like, I'm interested. I, right. I don't know how Trinity and everything filters in this. I have so many Matrix questions. Well, Trinity's not. She's, she's not going to be in it. this movie. Yes. What? Yes, confirmed. How can Carrie Ann Moss be confirmed she in this movie? She is confirmed in this movie. Wow. Right? So what is yeah. this? I don't know. I just don't know what to do with it. Warner Brothers. Could they, could Ezra Miller show up and make it Flashpoint? <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. We make it a Flashpoint. All right. Well, yeah, stay close. You know, stay tuned as May 2021 uh, comes around the corner. I'm sure we're going to hear that this movie is getting moved around. One of these movies is moving. And I hope it's John Wick earlier. Give me John Wick earlier and take your time on the Matrix. Don't rush the Matrix. Let it let it take its time. Let it breathe. Let it do its thing. Uh, I want to talk about a trailer that came out that I know Brian gives zero shits about. So, Josh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you are here. We got a trailer for the uh, ad- adapted, right? Broadway adapted in the Heights. Yep. This, of course, was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who is known for his wonderful creation, Hamilton, as well as a very small role in, uh, like, three episodes of House. Uh, Yeah, he was actually good in House, but uh, In the Heights was his first big show. This was the first Tony thing. This is what put him all over the map. Uh, It's pretty incredible. And it's actually starring... Uh, one of his his Hamilton uh, alumni. That, yeah, it's it's Anthony Ramos. He played two roles uh, on stage. I, I saw the trailer. The trailer looks good. I just don't know how you adapt uh, a show like this um, into uh, like you know rent rent didn't go incredibly well. No, but I think you just you just do this the I, I'm not saying you do this the exact same way. You do this like you do uh, a West Side Story. I mean, just way easier to adapt a. Something like this. A lot of great theatrical cuts into it. You place it in the real world a little bit. I, I think that works out really well. I, I, I don't think Rent worked that great as a movie, as much as I love Rent. No, that's what I'm saying. It did not work as a movie. Uh, I think I think this one will. I, I think because this is way more about the city and that particular, you know, about Washington Heights. Uh, you can really make that a character versus Rent, which is really about those people, and and New York was a, a backdrop to it. It wasn't necessarily the whole I mean, thing. I guess, but it was it was kind of about the village. You know what I mean? It was Alphabet City. Yeah, 
I mean, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying this, this one, obviously, Washington Heights is way more important. I mean, it's called In the Heights. I mean, like, it really is one of the characters. It looks really great, though. I mean, I think it just looks like a, a sheer blast of joy and a lot of fun. Uh, plus, you get to see uh, Matt Santos in this as well there, Josh. Jimmy Smith. Yeah, Jimmy Smith is popping that. up. Uh, Did this get a rating yet? Uh, I don't know if it. Did. I don't see it on the IMDb page. Uh, I don't. It's summer of 2020, so they, they obviously have some some time. I'd imagine this is a PG 13 movie at the highest. Yeah, I'm I sure there's to be able to see it. a cuss word in there, but other than that, I, I'm pretty pretty sure you're safe. Oh yeah, this is definitely something you could take Christian to see. I I, I no doubt you could definitely take him to to see that. Speaking though of Christian watching something, I have to know. If you have watched John Mulaney and the sack, <laughs> the sack lunch bunch. Yeah, we have. It is uh, surreal. And listen, we if, if you had to say, hey, guys, I'm sorry. You can only talk about one topic for the rest of this podcast. And it can't be comic books and it can't be movies. What are you going to do? We'd be like, oh, we're a John Mulaney podcast. We'll just we'll just transfer into a John Mulaney <laughs> podcast. I think that works for us here. This. It was uh, it was very funny. Um, it was not. I didn't find it hokey at all. Uh, it was very cool, and uh, the cameos were excellent. I, I love the fact that, like, you know, listen. This is an honest to god children's special uh, performed by kids, written by adults. Uh, just a really wacky, out there, out of left field thing. So here's the question: uh, They even made a joke about it in the special that if it works. Right. Uh, we, we, we planned it and it was fine. And if it doesn't, oh, it's meant to be ironic. And, uh, you know, that's just the, you know, we just have to take it that way. So uh, did it work for you? Did, did you think it was it was good enough to to warrant a follow up or, or just say, hey, this was a, a good project? I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd rather see a John Mulaney stand up. Um, but uh, this was this was very entertaining. The biggest cameo to me that really just made it work was the Jake Gyllenhaal cameo. At the oh, end. the Jake Gyllenhaal cameo is fantastic. <laughs> First off, I've got gift material going out at my ears now. He's this. yeah, he's really good. Uh, and and it just looks really funny. The one thing though that I I definitely got a chuckle at, and I even made my <laughs> I made my daughter watch it was the kid freaking out about lunch, and I only like one dish, and it's uh plain pasta with a little bit of butter. And yeah. I was like, that is my freaking kid. That is my <laughs> kid through and through. I only like one dish and it's plain pasta with a little bit of butter. That is my kid. So I'm just losing it uh, on this. It, it was it was definitely weird. Definitely out there. If you're not into John Mulaney, I don't know if I can convince you to watch this. Uh, if you're not into John Mulaney, who hurt you? <laughs> what, yeah. what happened? And also, uh, how did you make it through this podcast? But I would definitely recommend if you're looking for something just a little bit weird, a little bit off the beaten path, or again, if you love John Mulaney, definitely watch John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. Uh, it's 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 definitely worth it. Is that another set? Am I paying for this? Good good one liner Mulaney. <laughs> right, right. Uh, finally, since it is the end of the year, we just you know we our, our last episode, which by the way I thought was fantastic. I enjoyed. The last episode <laughs> so much. And I've been really enjoying the fan feedback that's coming to you. And, and some of you are still sending me uh, your lists uh, for the best movies of the decade. Send them in, please. I'm enjoying reading them and having the discussion around that. Uh, but I did want to take a moment to talk about something that we didn't talk about. That was some of the the, the, the disappointing movies uh, of 2019. And I have to say right now, the thing that's really on the top of the list is Cats. Cats has a $100 million budget for this movie. And the last time I looked at it, which I think was Thursday, uh, it had made fifteen million dollars worldwide. Josh, world yeah, didn't do like six million opening weekend or something, something terrible like that. And they even did like a patch for the movie. So if you saw it opening weekend, first off, hi, I'd like to talk to you and and what your life is like. Uh, and secondly. Uh, they patched it to make it look a little better. Apparently, there was a a scene where someone's hand was a human hand with rings all over it. And <laughs> like, oh wait, we forgot that you're a cat. Let's fix that. Uh, so, oh, man, I don't, I just don't get this. I don't get this movie. But uh, Mashable uh, put together a list of some <laughs> other ones uh, that fell off. So I, I wanted to get to that. I, look, I I saw the list and I went, this is the list of movies I didn't see at all. Uh, wait, why is Captain Marvel on this list? Uh, I don't understand it. Yeah, this is like number seven. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> why it's there. Uh, I don't understand how anyone could call Captain Marvel a flop or 
say Sam Jackson carried the film. I don't what I don't agree. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, it's like the it's the second sentence in in the in the paragraph. Oh my god, look at that! Yeah, uh, what? No. So really, this was this was more like I wanted to talk about somebody making a crappy. List I want to shock somebody and put Captain Marvel in there. Uh, I would also like to notice that uh, number eight on this list is Last Christmas uh, with Amelia Clark, who uh, Brian will probably fight me on this because I know he saw this movie. Uh, cannot pick a movie to save her life. She can't pick movies. Whoever's in charge of getting her career guidance, stop. Just whatever. Just go retire. Because every movie that she makes is is dog crap. It's just it's just awful. The Terminator movie that was bad. I hated it. That was Genesis. I didn't like Genesis. Okay. I d- I did not enjoy Genesis. Uh, the the Me Before You movie I thought was terrible, and then Last Christmas I thought that was bad too. So just I didn't see Me Before You. Uh, me Before You was 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 pretty bad. So I uh, just ugh. I think it's safe to say when you're looking back at the 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 state of movies of 2019, right? And and you're pointing. Your finger at that wasn't good, or wow, that really bombed. I don't think a, a Marvel movie could be in that list. It just makes no sense to me. Like Captain Marvel is not the movie that I would no. highlight and say, well, clearly that just missed the mark. It, it doesn't. No, it makes no sense. No sense. Yeah, and I mean, you, I, if if any of you are following me on, on Instagram, you see me rate movies, and I'm I'm a tough freaking grader. Like I, like I'd enjoy Knives Out and stuff like that, but. I, I I wouldn't call that even a flop. It was a like a good like it did well. Like so, these these lists are just getting a little bit out of hand, and that's why I like the fact that we po- we focused on like the best movies uh, of the decade rather than kind of breaking down the the best and worst. All right, well now that we're talking about disappointing things, let's talk about stuff that we loved, but it involves the world of comics. So we're going to talk about how it's affecting TV and movies, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk. Oh Brian, you're not here, but yet. You're still here. Still here. Uh, Joshua. Yeah. I think we all have have had enough time to digest and or watch Watchmen on HBO. I hope so. Yes. Uh, I would like to give a warning to any of you listeners out there who haven't watched this. Go watch Watchmen. Gotta watch it. I I must watch. uh, Right. It's a a must watch. And I want to talk a little bit about just that show in general. It's run and uh, some larger questions around it. So this is your spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Watchmen on HBO, um, and I think the lead uh, kind of comes in with the, the question in which the article poses that we have in the show notes is, do we even want a second season of Watchmen? And, and I'll go a step further. Do we even need a second season of Watchmen? Because do I want one? Yes. But do we need it? I don't think so. Really? I thought this 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 show, this miniseries or this season, whatever you want to call it. Did such a, a great job. Uh, a, it was some some new stories, right? It, it wasn't the same rehashing. It wasn't uh, retconning a lot of stuff, right? It, it was going forward and, and telling a, a really good story. I think it was excellent execution of setting things up and knocking them down, explaining things to your audience, uh, even just the next week, so you're not constantly thinking about theories and stuff like that. You're just enjoying the ride that you're going on. And I thought the ending was extremely satisfying. And even the fact that it was uh, ambiguous at the end as to whether Angela has the powers of Dr. Manhattan or not, I found it to be a satisfying uh, story all, all the way through. Uh, and while I would love to continue to tell stories within that world, I'd be okay if we don't. I, I, I really enjoyed this as a one-off uh, story, one-off scenario uh, it, it hits a lot of the big major characters that you want to know about. I, I thought it did a great job. That's exactly why I want more. <laughs> right, but I'd be okay if we didn't. Mm, I, yeah, I mean, will I survive? Yeah, sure. But, like, it was it was a really good show. Like, good enough to, to warrant, I think, a second watch at some point soon. Oh, yes, I agree with that. Um, But, like, there's got to be more. I mean, there has to be but more. But does there? I mean, honestly, does there? Did we uh, think that there yeah. was more after we watched Watchmen? After we got Watchmen, did we think that there was more? Well, yeah. Yeah? Yes, absolutely. Because, you know, Rorschach sent the thing to the paper, and there's certainly more to happen after that. So, yeah. Does she walk on water? I don't know. Well, what do you think? Well, I don't know. I want someone to tell me. <laughs> well, what did you hope uh, for? On screen. When she, put, when she got the egg and, and she 
put her foot on the pool, what did you think was going to happen? I don't know. You have no guesses, no ideas. You would rather have the... Uh, the either she would fall in or walk on water. Right. I have those, no way of knowing it or unless not, I see it. In, in all of life, those are the two options that you have. That's what I'm saying. So I need to see it. Okay. Yes or no. Did you did you mind the fact it was ambiguous at the end? No, I didn't. I didn't mind that that it was ambiguous. I, I just I just think that this is a story that you can take further. Yes. Uh, than Tulsa. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely see yourself zooming out uh, and and That's seeing other parts. Really, but, all I'm saying. But I, I the thing with this was Doctor Manhattan is a force that just lingers over anything Watchmen because he is a god, right? I mean. It, it, it it's like how they have to nerf Superman and like we got to have crypto. Something's got to weaken Superman. Otherwise, if you put Superman in a situation, I mean, how do you win? Like it's 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 Superman. Doctor Manhattan's this. I mean, a, a level beyond that. So having him still around, having someone who has those powers, has those capabilities, could just be the just the, the thing you pull out of your hat at any moment and be like, well, well, we'll change the rules or we'll do something or don't worry, it's fine. It's Dr. Manhattan. You can't kill it. Uh, so, I, like, I, I, like that's the thing. If, if if we end with her having those powers, like, we're, we're back to this again. At any moment, I just want to see Dr. Manhattan. You can't just not have that part of the story. Well, you, you can. Um, if she has the powers and decides that she doesn't want to do anything with them other than you know maybe set a, th- a few things right historically um and that can be done without power or even revealing herself uh, i mean it's it's one of those like you got the story you got because manhattan you know fucked off to mars right right um as as far as the world knew. right um so who's to say that the same thing couldn't happen again or, or the you know a similar, obviously whole different set of circumstances now. Um, but I mean, she doesn't seem like she'd want that power, right? Necessarily, but, like you eat, you eat an egg, <laughs> and then you go, oh, but did I really like? I, I just did it to see if I could walk on water. I didn't know it was going to turn me into a god. And like watching her come to grips with that <laughs> might be kind of cool. Okay. Kind of that that struggle of well, like I have these powers, so like, but th- but then we're back to like you know, with great power comes great responsibility, kind of thing. You have to do something with them. You can't just sit on the sidelines and let right. Life one happen. of the last things, one of the last things that I that really stuck with me was the sort of the look on her kid's face when he saw the sister night costume. Right. Um. So you know, what if what if she fucks off to Mars for for twenty years and and we see a, another story that has the kids. I don't know. But then, but then has someone abandoned. Well, I mean, uh, I'm not a screenwriter. I, Ask I, Brian I, I, what he would do. All right. Well, tell me, uh, I mean, besides obviously the, I, I'm focusing on the ending of, of this, of this story, right? Cause that's, that's where I think there's a, a lot of things going on there, but what was like your big takeaway or what was the part of the series that you enjoyed the, the most? What, what, no, what did it, it, uh, the story? I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to, it, there wasn't, I'm not going to pick out one piece because sure. the, the wonderful thing about Watchmen, the book, and and now and obviously the movie, and now this is is that all the stories tie together. It's it's really it's a it's a giant story about how one thing affects another, affects another, affects another, and we're all tied together. So this was this was Tulsa. This is the things that happened in Tulsa. Yeah. What happened in I don't know Scottsdale, Arizona. I don't know. Right anywhere. What happened anywhere else? Tell you could. You know, you, you could uh, you could like true detective this thing where you just go to a different city. Uh, that's a true point. Yeah, 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 I never never thought about it that way. Right? Because who's to say the same stuff or similar stuff with you know different twists? Maybe you know because uh, the you had Don Johnson and the senator guy, and they each had their department to run. Right. As a part of a bigger, like a bigger, more nefarious plan. Um, th- there are giant shadow organizations. I mean, this yeah. is just one piece of it. Who? I mean, well, it's the same thing. Like, we didn't get the closure on Night Owl. We didn't get a closure on a couple other characters, I guess, from the the movie itself. Uh, so, I mean, maybe you could also kind of explore some of those old characters too, or just kind of show what that world is like without them. Like, what does yeah. New York look like right now? But and and if if Lori Blake is you know the head of a, a vigil, anti-vigilante task force. She must be in other cities doing the sim- same thing, right? 
So there's got to be this stuff happening elsewhere. Just go to a different city. Show me that story. I, I, I'm really – I'm apprehensive about this because it, it, my exposure to, to Damon Lindelof has not always ended favorably. Uh, not a fan of Lost, not a fan of The Leftovers, like very worried about the way in which he normally tells stories, uh, just kind of the, the way that his mind likes to, to work and explain that, that stuff to us. But this, this, this show was a, just such a hit. It was such a home run, and it was so good that if they just said, and there's never a second season, I'd be okay. But if they say there's a second season, it needs to kind of live up to this one, and that's a tough bar to clear. Also, who's to say Manhattan wasn't in love with 10 women in 10 different places right? at 10 different times? Who's to say? I thought he did. I thought he couldn't see past... Well, I guess in the past. I get what you're talking about. That's true. I'm just, I, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. Just spitball. Okay. Anyway. You, you asked me for ideas. I do. I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, seriously, uh, 10 out of 10 for Watchmen. Uh, must watch. Go do it. And I, I think I am going to watch it again. Just kind of pick up on stuff that I, I you know, I, I didn't catch on the first few. Yep. Uh, Josh, you put this into the show notes here, and I'm hoping you can, you can guide me through this a little bit. Because anytime this topic comes up, I get a little testy and I need to be running. Todd Phillips clears up a big mystery about the ambiguous Joker ending. What was ambiguous about the Joker ending? I don't know what was ambiguous about it. I but, didn't think it was ambiguous at all. I thought it was pretty definitive. But, well, okay. I didn't like this ending. And and for many, many, many reasons. But the thing is with this is they're saying, the, what the gist of this is, uh, well, you know, maybe it was You're saying real. the speculative... Uh, was this just a fantasy? No, I, I think the fact that we have to have an article come out to explain the ending to the movie and that the movie couldn't clearly tell me that this ending was was phrased this way is that gets me angry. Uh, the fact that I have to read a supplemental piece of information to say, well, maybe it was all a dream. Huh? Maybe it was all fake, which is like the biggest slap in the face to an audience when you invest in something like like it, like this doesn't help me. out. Shutter Island, right, shows you. All the stuff that said, ha ha, all in his head and craziness. Don't believe shit. If this movie wants to do that, do it in the movie. Don't do it in the follow up work. Don't do it in your press tour. But they did. But they didn't. But they did. They did for one aspect. They did for one thing that his girlfriend wasn't his girlfriend. and that I mean, and he he played out the the appearance on the show while sitting there watching TV. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they yeah. But I well, mean that that so but that he, part was clearly a fantasy. What this is saying is that the things that I had a gripe about this movie, the riot, the praising dude, him, they, all that they, they said they is made it, up in his head. They they played out the relationship with the girlfriend. They played out the stand up act. They played out the appearance on. The De Niro show there, I can't remember the name. Like every single thing that that this guy did, he like he had, he had his delusions, right? And and there's so they did that. There's nothing to say that the whole movie wasn't that. The the quote from Todd Phillips that I have here, and tell me there's maybe a different one, and I'm just cherry picking something to help my argument here. <laughs> Says there's many ways to look at the movie. He may not be the Joker. This may just be a version of a, a Joker origin story. This is just a version of this guy in this room at a mental institution, and I don't know that he's the most reliable narrator in the world. You know what I'm saying? No, Todd Phillips. I, I like. I, I, I don't know. This this seems lazy to me. The movie made a literal bajillion dollars. Yes. Um, it had a budget of nine, of like you know, nine nickels. I made more than right. that. Like, I get it made its profitability back. No, what I'm saying is that's why you're seeing articles about it. Because any movie that makes a billion dollars, people are going to ask questions. Like, right. I wonder what if – and what what I said to, to you and Brian after I watched the movie was if you remove Gotham and the Wayne family references, this is a really good movie about a dude descending into madness. Absolutely. Um, but regardless, with or without – Gotham and the Wayne references. This is not the Joker, right? I don't care. I don't care how you frame it up. I don't care what I, I, where what city you put him in. How many different connections he may have to to Thomas Wayne, the Wayne family, interactions with Bruce. 
this is not the Joker that we know. I, right. There's no version of it. It's it's not an origin story. This is not the Joker at all, right? Yeah. So and, I don't and, care. I don't care whether it was all a, a, a you know a fiction he created and is telling is he's the narrator of this. I don't care. I thought it was an entertaining movie. I liked the way it ended. I don't care if that's just a, a postscript to him blowing somebody's head off or if that's just what he wanted to do and that was his big reveal to the world, except it never happened because he's a nut bar and he's he's institutionalized. I don't care. So let me ask a follow-up question for this. If if Let's just say, right, he's an unreliable narrator and everything that happened prior to the very end of him smoking going, well, you just won't understand – was all bullshit, right? All exaggerated stuff. Isn't the unreliable narrator like a whole – it's a whole literary device. Whole thing. Right. Let's just say all of that then is true. I'll give it to Todd Phillips that like the, the riot never happened. No one praised him, okay? And that eliminates my, my complaint at that point. The moment though after that, after he's done telling the story, he still kills the doctor and is running around the insane asylum, right? That is still fact then because that's after the part of the unreliable narrator is done. Right. Or or he's still or he's still just so is dreaming about it. that's the question. So is the psychiatrist dead at the end of that movie or not? Who knows? Who cares? Well, that's the thing that, that we're done then with the narration. Right. We catch up to the narrator at the end of his story, smoking the cigarette, stuck in that room with that psychologist. Or maybe he's sitting in front of a TV drooling. See, I, yeah. No, dude. I mean, you can't. But I don't no, understand you, why. I don't understand why it needs to be defined because you can't. Break it up and end that paradigm of, okay, now we're done with the unreliable narrator, but be like, oh, by the way, the whole story is all completely fake. Even they the very did a end really, I think they did a really good job. They did a really good job of discrediting his perception of everything. So I don't think you don't think that throughout the movie they did a good job of discrediting Arthur's perception of, of everything around. No, him. I think they did a job. I don't think they did a good job. Really? Yes. As soon as I, I get the fantasy moments that we have, I get the I don't I mean, I, I get the 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 girlfriend thing. I, I just thought it was lazy. Uh, I, I, I don't buy it. I, I don't. I have problems with this movie. And again, I'm with you. If they didn't call this Joker, I'd probably be way less harsh on this movie. I would probably okay. be more on board if it wasn't called Joker. What? But it it is called Joker. I know. Um, so I have to take it with what it is. But it's not the Joker, which I think is stupid too. Why? Because then we're back to the the Gotham TV show that we have on on Fox or whatever. Where uh, well, this I one, don't know anything about. Right, right, but this one character is pretty much the Joker. He's pretty much the Joker. He does the smiling, does the laughing, cuts off his face and flips. It does all the shit that's in the Joker stories, right? And they're like, "Oh, J.K. He's not. He's not the Joker. There's only one. This guy is not a copycat. There's only one." You can't do that. You the the guy who kills the, the 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 Waynes, right? The guy who kills their parents, not named. We don't know who the fuck he is. And and then okay. you're just saying, oh, it's but that's not connected to the Joker. But there's another Joker. There's another Joker. You know, there's two Mister Freezes. Don't ignore this first Mister Freeze. He's not really Mister Freeze. This is the real Mister Freeze. You can't do I, that. I understand what you're saying, but every single place that we have like a a, a any sort of like reference to the joker it's always the joker right okay it's not it's never joker it's always the joker i'm i'm serious we're, and in, we're in, argue, in, in so so we're gonna yes in this instance i'm going to say language is important right and because the joker is a brand correct yes i'm with you so far i'm on board so call call the movie joker i don't it's but it's not it's not the, the joker. joker it is not the brand it is not there's and there's there's nothing there's nothing about this character that leads me to believe he could ever pull off anything the Joker pulled off. Correct. I agree with you on this too. And and because of that, I don't mind. Like I it's not look, I, I liked I liked the movie very much. Um because at no point in the movie, while watching the movie, was I willing to accept that this was the Joker. So like See, this is the other part, too, because then you go to Joaquin Phoenix, right? In the same interview, or a different interview, I, just, I should apologize. A different interview, Joaquin Phoenix is saying that Arthur is the real Joker. But then he added, but I don't know, that's just my opinion. Like, dude, 
So are uh, we not in? Wa- I mean, it, it, these two were supposed to be very tight together, right? Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix were supposed to be hand in hand for this. Project I think what to you're deliver reading- their vision, and the fact that Joaquin Phoenix says, "No, I really am the Joker, the one that fights Batman all the time, the arch enemy of of the Batman." I I but I I don't know. Maybe that's just my opinion. I think you're reading an article that Joaquin Phoenix think he he participated in, thought he might have been a part of, but that was all a delusion. <laughs> That's just, but that's just my opinion. I, no, I, I legitimately think Joaquin Phoenix is a crazy person. <laughs> well, so, I, I, I can believe that too. All right, so we're and we're back to an unreliable narrator. Like there <laughs> right, is, but at the end, there uh, is. I don't think there's he, nothing in this movie that leads me to believe that. But I think we're arguing different points at this point. This is the arch nemesis of Batman. This is not and, the Joker. This is just some guy people call Joker. See, and I'm saying. I don't care about the the or the like the Batman well, and Batman are. Can we, I mean, the Dark Knight, they called him the Batman. They don't call him Batman. They called him the Batman, the Batman like that. Like Heath Ledger calls him the Batman. Gordon calls him the Batman. It's still Batman, right? It's still Bruce Wayne being the Batman, right? It's, it's Batman. We just put a the in front of it. I don't think that nullifies. Ah, well, it's ah, there we go. I looked it up. They called him the Batman. Therefore, throw it all out. It's not the same. Chris Nolan, you get a pass. It doesn't work that way. The Batman is an American animated television series produced by Warner Brothers. Right, that's another one, too. They also have The Batman. But he's referred to in the Dark Knight's area as I, The Batman. I, I understand that. I'm just, I'm saying the brand Batman is Batman. You can call him the Batman because it's it's in, uh, like, they've done but it. that's the same thing with The Joker. No, 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 no. It's, look, even if, even if you went to the Wikipedia page for joker not the movie right. the comic book character yes i have i have never seen an instance of this character that wasn't the joker but what i'm saying is okay two separate points we're arguing about number one i don't think that makes a fucking difference i get what you're getting at and that's the loophole to say that's not the guy who fights the batman is coca-cola the same thing as new coke no but coca-cola is the same thing as coke right two no. different coca-cola is the same thing as coke I, th- Not the I, Pablo Escobar Coke, I think Coke was the brand. I thought Coke was the brand of new Coke. No, I don't think so. Because Coca-Cola, whatever. No, it doesn't matter. Dude. When I order it, I call it a Coke. Do you have Coke? I do have Coke. I think. <laughs> Why are we cans, arguing about I think all, Because, because I, I, I'm saying the entire thing is about brand. My, my pro- See, and I guess this is the other part. My problem is if we're going to use the unreliable narrator thing, we got to make it explicit. It's why it works in the usual suspects. It's why it works in Shutter Island. That's why it works in movies that do that, is we show the parts that were completely unreliable. In this movie, we showed one aspect of it that wasn't reliable. That was the girlfriend, and I'll give you maybe the second one of the, he had fantasies about being on that show with Robert De Niro. But I don't think a dream sequence counts as unreliable. It was clearly a dream sequence. But at the end, he still kills that psychiatrist he's still running through he did not say that the parade uh, the riots the praise that he got for killing those people was fake and that part wasn't made clear not ambiguous it wasn't made clear and that's a problem for me and for that reason i'm out i'm obviously still passionate about this i still get in fights with people about the joker and again i've had amazing conversations especially with a few of you listeners about this movie who are slowly starting to chip away at my hatred for it and making me open to at least a different interpretation or different things to come through. But at the end of the day, I still have problems with it. I am very glad, Josh, that you did enjoy it. I'm glad that people are at least getting something out of it. But when I see something like this, this kind of comes into my larger scope of I shouldn't have supplemental reading before or after a movie to completely enjoy the movie. I should be able to just walk into the movie that I'm there and go, got it, that I shouldn't and have to read can. it And you can. The supplemental reading isn't for you, CJ. Okay. I'll stop reading it then. Let's turn to this, though. It's for, it's for people that are, you know, it's comic book guy. <laughs> you, you, you pointed out. And, and, uh, but it is not the Joker, therefore. All right, I get you. All right, all right, all right. Right. Let's pull on to this, because I think we can agree in some, in some hate together. Uh, or, or just in general, just some, some. Hey, we, we should scrutinize this. Eleven superheroes who define oh, the list. decade on screen. 
Oh. This list pissed me oh, off. I'm gonna let you take the lead on this one, man, and I'll follow your I'll follow your lead. Go ahead. What what what, what we got going on here? All right. The Washington Post, in what can only be described as irresponsible journalism. <laughs> um David Betancourt, November 26, 2019, at 7 a.m., posted this 11 superheroes who define the decade on screen. From Iron Man to one of the Watchmen. Well, you've already kind of lost me because one of the Watchmen is not a superhero. There's no, she's not a superhero. Okay. Sister Knight is not a superhero. She's a vigilante? Vigilante. Okay. Not a superhero. All right. Okay. I'm with you so So I've already got a problem. Then. So can I ask a question? Yes. I'm afraid to ask this, but I'm going to ask it. Mm. What makes a superhero, Josh? I, again, I think they need to have some sort of superpower, which also would disqualify Iron Man and Batman. Okay, that's what I wanted to make sure we were. Okay, now it's their their technology and money allows them to do superhuman things. Yes. So we're not uh, we're not going to loophole this. Intellect is a superpower, right? That's I'm a. I'm not going to do that. That's not, and I, I, I'm not going to argue Batman is, is not a superhero. Right. This is is not age old nerd fight, but I'm with you so far. I'm not, I'm not getting into that. I'm saying that sister Knight is not a superhero. And I think pretty much anybody can get behind that. So we're, we're really taking three people off of this list, right? So we're really saying nine superheroes who defined a decade. Because we're going to kick out Iron Man and Batman and sister Knight. And, and you'd have to kick out green arrow too. Uh, yes, you would. And then I guess you um, also have to kick out, I mean, honestly, Black Panther too, right? Because that's the suit that makes him. He's no, 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 he, no. He's oh, got, no, he does have a superpower. You are correct. That's My right. Yes, he's yes, got yes, superpowers. Um, it's the same reason you can't kick out Captain America. But uh, again, I'm not kicking out Batman or Iron Man. Right. I'm not kicking out um, Green Arrow. Not for that reason. For another reason. The thing that probably pissed me off the most about this list is that they have Stephen Amell on here and not Grant Gustin. Like, yeah. Anyway, wait a minute. Well, what on earth? Why or no? Well, what? Well, uh, the reason I what think about it, okay. what about Arrow? Okay. is better than Flash. I don't what? think that's the point. Other than he got there one season early. That's it. No. Yes. No. Because this is, no. Because there. The, I listen. I agree with you. I agree with you. In no. Nope. In, in all sincerity, I would put. I would put Grant Gustin's Flash above Stephen Amell's Green Arrow. Like any day uh, of the goddamn week, right? I put Grant Gustin's Flash above most of this list. Sure. The, I think the point that they're making, and I don't what? agree. I'm just reiterating the point that, that this author is making, is that if it wasn't for Green Arrow, Stephen Amell, we have no Flash. Ergo, he is... He no, hold on. Then hold on. Then he defined it. He started the thing. Okay, no, because it wasn't for Flash. We don't have anything more than the Arrow. I think you're being very generous with the three. Correct. Yes. So uh, I'm just I'm no because wasn't wasn't season three when they started crossing over. Yeah, but I'm saying they probably wouldn't have had that third season if they didn't say. Oh, by the way, we're going to flash over. We're going to cross over Flash. So what I'm saying is you can't. I, I don't think that argument holds water at all. Christian was incensed. He was so fired up about Flash not being on the list. Um, and then, and then we get to Jason Momoa. Yeah, I'm not with this one. What on earth are these people thinking? Yeah, I don't know. Roku Man is not on my list of 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 superheroes that defined the decade on screen. It's not. I'll give you. I will give you Hugh Jackman. Yes, I think Hugh Jackman. Thank you. Uh, oh my God! Really? You're going to give me Hugh Jackman? This is so nice. I I have to. Yes, I have to because without Hugh Jackman, we don't have X Men movies. So may I read the list real quick for for our listeners yeah, who, please, who aren't because this, this this is fucking ridiculous. okay. So here's the list of of the, the 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 superheroes they have on here. They've got Iron Man played by Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely. Batman, Christian Bale. Absolutely. Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman. Captain America, Chris, Chris Evans, Green Arrow, Stephen Amell, <laughs> Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds. Mm. Uh, okay. Aquaman, Jason Momoa. No way. Completely wrong. Spider-Man, Tom Holland. Just every Spider-Man. But but this decade, 
this decade. It's it's Tom Holland. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I don't think we're fighting for uh, uh, what's his face, Andrew I'll Garfield. Chris, how about Chris Pine? I can fight for Chris. But Pine. Chris Pine wasn't a superhero. He was Spider Man. No, he wasn't. He oh, in the in the voice. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Wolf. I fight for Nick Cage. Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. Don't don't you fucking dare. Wolverine. Hold on. Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, and Sister Knight, uh, played by Regina King. I, you know what? If you want to put her uh, 1985 Buick Grand National in there, uh, <laughs> I would take that over her. That car is a fucking beast. That car is amazing. That is a beautiful car. Yeah. Yep. I had to Google it to figure out what the fuck it was. I was like, I've never seen. You didn't know what that I've was. I've never seen one before. Oh, dude! As soon as I saw it, I went Grand National. I've oh, never it's like, seen one in public in, in real life. Oh, and then I learned there's why one. I there's never one saw in it. my neighborhood, right uh, around the corner from my house. There, like that's. That's the car that that's what I wanted to be my first car when I was a kid. Here's here's the one that I think is a more glaring omission is that we don't have Daredevil on this list. Let's get rid of the fuck out of Aquaman and we need to put Daredevil on here. Right. So and I think you have to have Daredevil because he introduced a whole like he I mean, Netflix. I really I really think that that Daredevil brought a ton of watchers. Yeah. And Charlie Cox did a great job with the character. Did an an amazing job. Amazing Um, job. Look, Robert, uh, Robert Downey Jr. They built Marvel on Iron Man. So absolutely. Um, I could, I could do without, I could do without Black Panther on here. Um, I, I disagree that, that, I mean that Shuri, I, I think everything that, that happened with Black Panther, uh, is going to lead the next 10 years. No, no, I, I, I get that. And it may, but like, did he really define anything that happened in the last decade? No, not really. I mm, I want to go that. So far. I'm just using your argument. I, I get what you're saying. I'm saying he set up the next. Just like we built Marvel maybe, on Robert Downey Jr., we are then building maybe this. On, he, maybe he, we can talk about him in ten years, but we certainly can't do it now. All right, for this decade. Okay. Right. All right. I see your can't point. Can't do it. Um, Stephen Amell, go away. Uh, and I I really like Stephen Amell, but. Grant Gustin, that's a huge oversight. Ryan Reynolds, only because it's rated R. Is like, that what I mean? That, I mean, honestly, I love Ryan Reynolds. It's the first. It's the first, first and only. Well, not only because Logan, right? But I, I mean, yeah, it, it really wasn't done before that. So that was that was kind of a big. Also, deal. side note, uh, we got official confirmation: uh, Deadpool three is being made by Marvel Studios, and it is in production. It's not going to be rated R or don't know about that yet, but they are doing it right. But under the Marvel Studios banner is what I've read. Probably not going to be rated uh, R. We'll have to see. Um, and like if you're going to put somebody else from DC in here, it's not going to be. Aquaman. Yeah, it's got to be Superman. It's got to be Henry Cavill. I, I would have even more problems with that. Why is Aquaman on the list? What like what, uh, what was their thinking with this? I have no idea. The fact that he just made it made Aquaman cool because I mean, it really did. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't I, think it made him. I, I mean, compared to what I've been exposed to for Aquaman, he did. He also made him a bro, my man. But you know, uh, okay. I don't. I don't get it. No. I mean, he made a billion dollars, didn't he? It's a billion dollars. I think that's why. <laughs> Tom Holland's no way interest. too low on this list. And as as much as I dislike Hugh Jackman, um, we wouldn't have X Men movies without Wolverine, without that success. Yes. So, uh, yeah, and and get. Sister Knight off there. She has no business. She has less business than Stephen Amell. Because <laughs> no, I, I mean, how did she? How like it goes right against the premise of the, it goes against the title of the article. How did she define the decade? How? Oh, I, I, I it's too early to tell. Too early to tell. She came in at the eleventh hour. I don't think there, but with the exception of the Flash, I don't think there's glaring omissions in this list. I think there's. Just I don't understand Jason Momoa. I, t- I bet mine is have had to get a billion dollars. It's the one thing I'm like really just squirrely on. I'm just saying, I don't know, man. He didn't do shit. I get he's trying to help out Hawaii as well. I guess he's trying to you know, I, I get that he's trying to bring the awareness for, you know, the, the ocean life. And it's great. But like, it's really not like Aquaman did not change the world. And I'll be honest, with the exception of Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman, DC didn't define shit this decade. They didn't shape yeah, the conversation. Right. I, I'm a, I'm a, I am a fan of Henry Cavill as Superman. I am. So I, I, you know, I, I'm going to disagree a little bit there. But how did that shape the, um, how did Henry Cavill shape the conversation? Besides the fact that he's just a good actor, what did he do to change the way in which we see superheroes? I loved Man of Steel. 
Yes. And how did that change um, superheroes? I thought he was an incredibly human Superman. He was a murderer. I uh, incredibly human. Incredibly human. Way more so than Christopher Reeve. Uh, okay. Um, so I, I just – I really, really, really like that aspect of the character and that aspect of the story. So I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I, I think he needs to be on this list. Um, we humanize the deity. Is that what we're saying? You, you said the glaring omission was Grant Gustin, but you also added earlier Charlie Cox's Daredevil. I think that should be on there too, um, yeah. Uh, has to be 100%. on this list. Um, and the only reason I'm not bringing up um, John Bernthal as the Punisher is because it was so late in the decade. It can't be at point classified as defining. Right. Um, but I, he is, he is my favorite um, Netflix Marvel character. I would love to hear listener. What do you think about your list? Or if you have your own and, and you think that you've got something that maybe we missed, I, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on this. Well, before we leave this week, there is one thing we have to do. It's my favorite hobby. It's where we go around the internet, find the weird, find the obscure. And I asked this Yahoo right here for his tech perspective. So uh, there is, there's a product for everything now, right? Still, always something to make your life a little bit more convenient. Josh, you have, pro- you have preached that we need to take back our time. Well, yes. it is time now to reclaim the process of eating cereal while you're on the go with the Crush Cup. That's right. No crunch, spoot, crunch, crunch cup. cup. No bowl, no spoon, just a cup, crunch cup. It's, it's, it's a way to eat cereal on the go. It sure is. And I hate every single thing about this. Why? Because part of the cereal eating experience, which, by the way, don't eat cereal. Just We, we can all agree. No. Don't eat cereal. Cereal is just chock full of sugar and crap for you, isn't that? Don't eat sugar cereals. Okay, all right, sugar cereals. I think you've been eating too many sugar cereals. That's probably. Uh, okay, fine. I, the part of the, sh- the, the cereal experience is the milk, and the cereal is changing the texture a little bit, also changing the flavor of the milk. It, 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 it's a ritual of it. Cocoa Puffs only works when Cocoa Puffs are in the drink, right? When they're Cocoa in the Cocoa Puffs milk. are gross. Cocoa Puffs are gross. Just stay with me here. Stay. If you focused. like Cocoa Puffs, you should eat chocolate checks. They're better. Okay. So chocolate checks still changes the milk, does it not? To a chocolatey milk. Yes, I, I, I could. So I could not eat cereal this way. Okay. So the way this cup works is uh, you fill it with uh, your, your favorite cereal, <laughs> which is a tube that, that goes in the middle. Then you fill it in with milk. So obviously the, the displacement of the cereal isn't overflowing. Well, you, you, you fill the milk in the big cup. Yep. Okay. And then, and then you, you insert. <laughs> A smaller cup right. that's going to hold your, your dry, dry goods there. Yes. And the, that's in the lid that screws on is the dry Correct. goods. Correct, yes. So if, if um, well, for any of you listeners that have children, um, or maybe you just watch a lot of Nickelodeon or whatever, uh, you've probably heard of snackies. Yes. Okay, so this is this is a snackies right. for grownups, right? So there's no there's no and, straw and it, it, because how would you eat the cereal? Right, right. How do you eat the cereal so it, there, Josh? It it pours it pours like a coffee cup. So you're you're gonna you're gonna pour some of the dry goods out of the top there, which like it has this little like trash can lid opening thing, and then there's a normal sort of coffee spout contraption that the milk's gonna come out of. Uh, look, so it logistically. Like in theory, this thing could work. Right. Okay. I want you now, to put this have, into the world and realize that this is. I have a couple problems with it, and I, I will I will go into Please. those. Logistically, this could work given the right cereal. Like this would be fine. Um, you know, I'd say for something like Rice Krispies, it would be fine for uh, for for Cheerios. Oh, very small, very small cereal. Yes. Um, this would not be okay for Captain Crunch because you cannot you cannot eat Captain Crunch without. It's sitting in milk, yes. lest lest you tear apart your whole. Correct. Milk. Same um, thing with like a Fruit Loop. You can't do it with a Fruit Loop. Well, you could do it with a Fruit Loop because they're 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 not they're all too that. big, and you need the you need the milk to soften them up. So I'm I'm uh, uh um my favorite cereal is cereals are like Crispix. I love Crispix. Love Crispix. It's really good. Um, which this would be a good candidate for, except Crispix are big, and I don't know if the opening, like, I don't know if the milk to cereal ratio. I'm a big milk to cereal ratio. Yes, I agree I'm with you. Spoon. Yes. Okay. Um, Your control of that. My other favorite cereal. This would not work for. Okay. So special K red berries. 
Because there's no way to control your strawberry to flake distribution there ratio. I'm with you on this, ironically enough. Um, yes. So, like, this would not work for me, but I right. think for very many people, this is a viable solution. I think twenty bucks is a bit much. Oh, oh, I th- you think twenty dollars is a bit much, Joshua? Besides the other problems that I'm going to get to, let me talk about the price. Because right now, listener, by the time you listen to this episode, it is not 1995. It is going to be thirty doll hairs, Joshua. Get the fuck out! It's thirty three percent off for the next four hours with, from the time that we're recording this. So it's it's already gone, people. It's thirty bucks. Yep, it's thirty dollars. Here's my problem with this as well. You've covered everything else: the cereal, the milk ratio, picking the right cereal for this. Also, most of these people are in their homes during this this footage here, the the picture. So get a fucking bowl. You're not out. You're not in the car. Here's my bigger problem. Uh, most things, most thermoses, thermi, I don't know what the plural of thermos is. I think thermoses. Thermoses, uh, which keep something cold, cool, longer, are not made of a plastic, right? Well, this isn't supposed to keep your milk but cold. But that's the it? problem. Your hand is hot. This is why you hold. This is why you I, hold. That's a- actually, that's a plus for me. I rather Oh, have, God, no, no. Yeah, I don't want ice cold oh, milk. No, Get that shit no, out of here. No, you're getting warm milk. You're oh, dude, I would, like I, would rather, I would rather pour, like, I'll pour milk into, like, a measuring cup and let it sit on the counter before I. Oh, know, God, absolutely. no. Absolutely. No. I do not want ice cold milk. I don't want I've, it. I've, I don't know how to respond I don't, to that. I don't want it. Like, and and if I'm gonna drink the cereal milk, I'm gonna let it just sit in the bowl. Oh my for god! A while. No, 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 no. First off, oh, I hate, yeah, I hate drinking cereal milk. While I'm eating the cereal, I'm down for that. As soon as I'm out of cereal, I'm not drinking that milk. Even uh, by the way, if for 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 you listeners that like cereal milk, uh, Milk Bar in Manhattan, they have it bottled and warm milk. Or like no, I didn't say warm. I didn't say temperature warm. milk coming up to room temperature is absolutely fine. No issue there whatsoever. I will no. say this, and I think I think the the big thing that's been overlooked here is that this company really could be putting Clark Wiz- Griswold straight out of a job. There's there because there's no way anybody would be using his non nutritive cereal varnish if all the cereal is going to be consumed out of a crunch cup. <laughs> what Clark Griswold? He he, he worked on that non nutritive cereal varnish. Yeah, sure did. I don't. I do not like those movies because I don't I don't wait listen I don't I don't think we can do this anymore <laughs> put the headphones back on Josh I don't think we can do I this don't anymore. like people who are in comfortable situations that are made by the it's why I don't like meet the Fockers it's why I don't like those I don't like people being uncomfortable my, situations it's my favorite kind of movie I, I can't stand that you know how you can't stand people chewing loudly which by the way if I have a crunch cup I'm fucking crunching in your oh, goddamn I got, I got I got to the point where in the in the video here right. that's like all ASMR and I went no right. I have that aversion. You know how you want to punch people? Like you, you would punch babies. I want to punch. You would punch a, 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 a. Never mind. You would punch anybody in that situation. I would rather punch my way out of an uncomfortable situation than have to, to deal with it like that. Anyway, uh, you're a monster for liking uh, semi uh, room temperature uh, milk, uh, ice cold in there uh, for for the win. This is ridiculous. This cup in general. Just, uh, just stop. we are not children. You, we can eat out of a bowl. Take the time. Plan your day. Also, thirty dollars retail price. Are you kidding? Get out of here. Yeah, that's a little. Uh, that's a that's little. Point. That's insane. A, even twenty. You said was a bit too much. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying it's yes. It's crazy. It's crazy talk. Do we just make this but a nerd I, degree? We should make this nerd degree. What are you going to rate this, Josh? Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna rate this. Um, the. Uh, the this is the substance I'm gonna call it the substance that is left in the snackies that the child left in a car on a hot weekend Oof. and you've discovered it Monday morning. This to me is equivalent to the uh, powder that is left on the bottom of a cereal bag, but you thought you had more cereal than you did and you <laughs> dumped it into your bowl. Oh, I it's, it's the equivalent to cereal pulp. I like the powder. Oh God, no. Because it adds to the no, texture of the cereal. No, it milk. Just, oh god, no! It's like pulp and orange juice. It's disgusting. Yes, I love. Oh, I love. I want to chew my juice. You know what? After we talked about the Joker, I should have known you were a pulp drinker. I should have known. I am. I'm a pulp I drinker. Known. Zoe. <laughs> Zoe. Uh, when she was, I don't know. It was a few years ago. She. She was like, Daddy, I want orange juice. Get orange juice, but make sure it's the depulpinated orange juice. It's called pulp free. She's like depulpinated. Okay. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I love chewing my juice. 
<laughs> I've learned so much. I've learned is not so much about you in this episode that I, I thought I should have known by now. Before I committed to four years of podcasting and almost <laughs> almost ten years of friendship now. What we in the biz call it denouement. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> Ridiculous. Cereal drinking milk. All right, fine. Yeah. All right, listener, thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work. We will be back next week. Brian will be joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Well, welcome to the club because you are that kind of nerd. Why is clapping such a hard activity? You know, it's 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 clapping into the mic. What's funny is I have an incredibly loud clap, but there it's I have no structure to it. You know what I mean? When I'm aiming, there's a problem. I I never do the clap, right? I I, I don't do the clap for us to sync it up. And anytime it, you know, you and Brian, you alternate between it. You know, depending on what the recording situation is, and someone always has a misfire, and I just don't <laughs> understand it. It's just, because we're trying to aim the clap into a mic whilst not hitting the mic. How hard was that? It was hard. You cup, it's, 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 think it's very cheerleader difficult. claps. You have to cup it's, the hands like two C's. It's very, I have to do jazz Make, hands here's to prepare. What you do. Here's the trick. Make your hands like a Lego character's hands. Are you crip walking right and now? That's how, and that's, and that's how What's you clap. Happening? No, like a, Lego, like a Lego hand. Stop crip walking. Stop it. Ugh. All right. Also... Got me a seltzer. I'm trying the giant brand this week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Your giant brand. This seltzer. is the giant brand seltzer. They have a very colorful. What's that? It's what's the actual brand? It's not giant. Oh right? no, it's giant. It no, it's giant. Oh. Yeah, it's giant. It's not the uh, the the what's it called? The nature's promise. It's not that. Oh, the straight giant. Their their cans kind of look like South American money. Very colorful. The flavor's okay.